This episode, like every episode of Off the Rack, was recorded before a live audience at Comic Pop on YouTube. Join the conversation by subscribing to youtube.com slash comic pop or comic pop returns on YouTube. And now, on with the show. Hello, comic book readers, and welcome to Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. This is the comic book show here on YouTube and across the airwaves of podcast lands like Spotify and Apple podcasts where we talk about comics that came out the past week recap them review them tell you what we thought about them and then give you recommendations for comics that are coming out this week that we think that you should pick up in addition to that we also do movies when they are applicable for example when a big movie like eternals comes out we're gonna talk about it uh, we did get to see it a couple weeks ago and we were under a gag yes. order to not give re- like spoiler reviews so we didn't do that and uh, instead we just gave you our honest opinions now we're going to give you our honest opinions Plus, talk more about the spoilers and post-credit scenes, which I'm sure you're all uh, aching to discuss and get into. Before yes. we do that, of course, we know that you don't care about that. You know, we know you don't care more about comic books than you do about movies. So we're going to talk about comic books first, yeah. Because comic books are the redhead stepchild of entertainment media. So let's go jump into our super chats, of course, because we have super chatters. If you are a uh, if you are in a position to help this channel grow, you can sponsor today's episode by using Super Chats. Ask a question or comment here on the show. We uh, feel obligated to answer those questions and uh, talk about them here on the program. Like Botsite One, this has had low expectations for the characters because it's the Eternals and left the film pleased, wondering what people were expecting from the Eternals. I can't imagine what people could have been expecting from the Eternals, but apparently they were expecting very different things from what they got. Yes. But I don't want to talk too much about Eternals just yet because yeah, we're going to we'll do that there. towards we'll the there. end of the program. Uh, it was bad. Site. That site. I'm sorry. Uh, and Brian Rollins, welcome back, Sal. Thank you very much. I uh, want to thank my intrepid, incredible ho- co-host and wife, Tiffany, for hosting yesterday, last week's episode of Off the Rack. Thank you so much for doing that while I was on the mend. Uh, just uh, also wanted to mention that you did a great job. Thanks. I was thrilled to see how uh, how well you did. I got to watch the show myself. I got to jump onto it at the end with recommendations. Yeah. Uh, and I was thrilled by what I saw. Well, I'm glad you're back. Well, I'm happy to be back. <laughs> I like the show. I like doing this. And I like hanging out with all of you. So uh, let's jump into some comic books, shall we? Because there's nothing else going on. Uh, you know, we don't have any other sponsors or friends of the channel who want to promote us or anything. So <laughs> we uh, have no friends. We have no friends. Basically what you just said. But I will say that uh, if you want to help us out any further and you don't want to do so with any monetary uh, requirements, you can always go to youtube.com slash comic pops and subscribe over there and get us closer to 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. Uh, who knows? Maybe that'll be the catalyst that changes comic pop from that little channel that could to that bigger channel that maybe did. I don't know. That would uh, be nice. Wouldn't it be nice? I think it would be. Uh, I, I know it would be. I agree with you. Uh, oh, uh, ZS Swimmer says, hope you feel better, Sal, and props to Tiffany for holding it down last week. She did a great job. Thank you very oh, much, thank man. Thank you. And uh, Sean Conwell, uh, hey, guys, there are a character you want to see brought in, brought to life and or done properly. Mine's always been Clayface and Moondragon. Uh, I feel like if you're ever going to see Moondragon, it's probably going to be uh, in the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie, although uh, Eternals notwithstanding, I feel like there might be uh, some surprises in store for the, uh, what's it called, cosmic side of the Marvel Universe post-James Gunn, because of course James Gunn's leaving the MCU probably uh, for the foreseeable future, if not forever, after Guardians 3, which I think is only going to be used to say goodbye to his favorite characters and maybe kill off one or two of them. Uh, but yeah, uh, the new Ethan says, uh, hey, oh, right. We didn't talk about who we'd like to see. Uh, I don't know. I, I like Clayface. Yeah, I would. I've always I, but been like, advocating for be, that. It has to be well. Yeah. It has to be done well. I agree. Like, for sure. Because yeah. you could, you, anybody could do a Clayface. Any, any, like, you know, special effects, visual effects shop could do a Clayface. But it's got to look good. Yeah, it's got to look great. Thankfully, because it, Clayface is made of inorganic matter, they're more inclined to make him look better. Yeah. And you got to get an actor who can um, really swing from the fences yes. and portray different characters. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I've always advocated for Clayface. I feel like he'd set a tone for a Batman movie where it's like, oh, it's fantastic, but it could still be gritty and detective oriented. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, outside of that, I mean, it'll be fun to see. It'd be fun to finally see Richard Rider in the cosmic side of the Marvel Universe. I feel mm-hmm. like that's inevitable. Uh, so we'll see that. Uh, the new Ethan says, hey, hope the whole Comic Pop crew is doing great. They are. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. I uh, hope you two have had an amazing day. Uh, oh, sure. Thank you. We, we didn't, but thank you very much for saying so anyway. Also wondering if Ethan or Ben read any monthly comics. No, read any of them. They don't. Uh, they do not. I, I had an okay day. I had a nice day. Yeah, my day was fine, but it wasn't like... It wasn't amazing. It wasn't amazing. Uh, comics Kings, uh, happy Monday. Imagine if Tom Taylor had control of DC continuity. 
who would he kill off and who he'd bring back. It would be great. Uh, I feel like, uh, you know, it's one of those things. I know that Chip Zdarsky did an AMA uh, not too long ago where he mentioned some things that got people's attention, uh, which he mentioned on the Elseworlds Exchange over a year ago that didn't get anyone's attention, where uh, he talked about not wanting to write for Amazing Spider-Man because people have too many expectations about what that title's supposed to be, and he doesn't want to deal with it. Mm -hmm. uh, he also has said on numerous occasions that he doesn't want to do it if he doesn't have any desire to to write that story. And uh, you know, I feel like in uh, in in Chip's situation, if he wanted to write Amazing Spider-Man, um, he would probably just write a solo book that he could do for a little while because he knows that like. When you can do spectacular, nobody's really paying attention. When you're doing a solo series or an offshoot, again, nobody's paying attention. But if you're doing amazing, if if Spencer's run is any indication, uh, which I feel really bad for him, I feel terrible that like there's no way that Spencer got to tell the story he wanted to tell twice. Uh, mm. Editorial's going to be up there, and they're going to be they're going to be messing with you and not yeah. get letting you tell the story you wanted to tell. Uh, so. Yeah, uh, with that respect, uh, as far as Tom Taylor's concerned, uh, if Tom Taylor had control over DC continuity, he would not be able to do all the things he wants to do. It's because Tom Taylor has access to like alternate realities and, uh, and, and different continuities or ones that he's made up. It allows him, affords him the opportunity to do whatever he wants. Uh, <laughs> if he was suddenly in charge of Justice League in the main book, he would not be able to do half the things. I mean, look at uh, Dwayne McDuffie ran uh, Justice League several, for, for a while. And uh, couldn't add the characters he wanted to add because editorial said, like, you know, just terrible things about it. Um, you know, they were like, if you add more than three black characters to the book, it's a black book and it's a different it's a different demographic. It sells differently. Um, and that's just that's just skin color in the comic, not to mention the stories that he got to tell. Tom Taylor would not be able to tell the stories he wanted to tell if he was doing in continuity stuff. Um, speaking of books written by people who get to do whatever the hell they want written by people written by people uh superman ba batman superman authority special number one just one it's a one shot which i forgot i didn't realize when i read it um which is written by philip kennedy johnson and plays with the superman and the authority grant morrison series i said something like i was going to give this book a shot see if uh i was going to give philip kennedy johnson his due because i'm not thrilled with most of his work uh, I will say that uh, this was good. It was it was a fun issue, uh, and I forgot it was a one shot. I was almost a little disappointed, but I was actually thrilled that it was in the end, at the end of the day a one shot. You didn't tell me. Oh wait, what is this? This is. Oh, that's it. Yeah, this oh, is the book. What? It's uh, drawn by Trevor Harrison, Jonathan Glapian, and Scott Hanna and Rain Barreto. Well, that's a lot of artists. Yes, it is a lot of artists. Well, they're doing a lot of different things, okay. and, uh, and 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 it's done for one to get it out on time and for two i think to create a tonal shift there's actually an incontinuity reference to the art change which i thought was kind of clever mm. on their part but it plays with the idea of the superman versus the or superman the authority book mm -hmm. that grant morrison did which took place in a nebulous continuity where superman is older and he has a different costume is reminiscent of grant morrison's or the uh, new 52 costume okay and uh people were saying builds off of the future state status quo of superman going to war world to save people uh i'm still foggy on why anyone gives a crap about that or why superman would do that mm -hmm. but uh that's what they want to do they want to make john kent superman get him out and get inca clark out of the way right, right so they had Graham morrison do that book which was fine like it was a, it was an interesting book uh this says not only is it in continuity and to ignore the fact that superman looks old in that other book but uh how about batman it's, so this book firmly plants it into the continuity. It says that Superman authority book that Grant Morrison did is in continuity and to just ignore the, the great temples and all the other Grant Morrison stuff. And to just po focus on the fact that Superman built a team out of a characters from Wildstorm, and, uh, <laughs> and, and, well. and, and is planning on bringing them with him to war world to save the day. Uh, this would include characters like Manchester black and Midnighter and Apollo. And, uh, as, as some people pointed out, I think this is the first time, and this issue is the first time, that Batman and Midnighter finally meet. Midnighter, of course, being a like parody character of Batman. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Midnighter is an interesting character in his own right, his relationship with Apollo notwithstanding. And uh, it, it's, it's on full display in this book. Uh, Johnson does a nice job of tying together what has come before, what is coming currently, and what might be to come in the future. The idea here is that there is a Earth where uh, the Al Ghouls uh, took over the Earth, 
-hmm. and they like run the place not unlike a ancient kingdom okay. uh, and uh you know they they vanquish great heroes of the dc universe and uh show fealty to the like successor al ghul and uh and of course you know it's like lantern rings and uh and, and whatnot but there is there's one token of appreciation that is brought before them and it's the it's the universe i'm, I'm offering you in fealty the universe itself mm -hmm. um they find out about earth zero and so their plan is to conquer the earth, like the main earth, the earth that from which all of their earths derive, because this earth takes place in the dark multiverse. Sure. So uh, Batman calls Superman and he's like, hey, uh, I need a black ops team of like badasses who can go to the dark multiverse because you have June Moon on your team and she can transport between dimensions. Uh, apparently, and uh, I need her to take your, you and your team and me to the Dark Multiverse where we can stop these guys from coming here in the first place. Of course, if anyone's ever read a story before, uh, you know that like they don't have the ability to teleport to that universe, but they will once we bring June to that universe. So that's kind of like, duh. Uh, how does Batman know any of this? Because he's being telepathically linked between the fealty that is being given to the Al Ghuls, the token that gave them the truth about the dark multiverse in or about earth zero in the first place yes i'm talking about none other than tempest fugonaut uh who has been strung up in the dark multiverse captured if you will by the al ghul family and kept as a tortured husk of his former self in the dungeons of the al ghul castle uh is it tempest is it just a fugonaut they talk about it being a Fugonaut of the races of Fugonauts, but they refer to him as a watcher who was hiding in the space between worlds, which is exactly what Tempest Fugonaut was doing during the Dark Multiverse. So it suggests to me that Philip Kennedy Johnson is a big fan of comic pop and knows full well how much we love Tempest Fugonaut and wanted to use him on full display in this book. Hilarious stuff. Oh. Poor Tempest. An, an, innoble, an inglorious end to his kind. Uh, spoilers for Tempest Fugonaut. He does not make it out. Um, it alive um superman and the authority and, and and batman go over there they have a big fight it's cool uh, a couple of members of the algal family end up back on earth zero uh but uh you know they they get sent back mm, okay it's a fun little adventure that uh also is there mostly for character interactions but also i guess just for the fun of hey look tempest fugonaut um see how like the the art changes from like where they were with mm -hmm. trevor here scene uh, to where they end up uh you know it's it's an interesting concept or it's like it's more literal on earth two or on earth zero right did you say temple smith was doing art in this uh yes i did okay yeah that would be this yeah that would be this section yeah, they literally go like things don't even look like they should what's happening like, <laughs> oh art or like light bends differently here and so what we're seeing isn't exactly how it should be it's just interesting okay um, it was a, it was a weird stylistic choice i'm i'm not a fan of this style, but I do appreciate it. And I thought it was fun because it got the book out faster. Mm. Uh, also because like they got to do what they wanted to do. And that's kind of fun. But yeah. So RIP Tempest. We hardly knew ye. Uh, I don't think I'm going to ever I get that Tempest Fugonaut statue. That's probably not happening. I don't, you don't really want that. You don't, nobody really wants that. I do want that. I want him sitting on the back issue set watching over us. Oh, but we already have a watcher. Yeah, I have a watcher, but I don't have a ripoff of a watcher. That's oh, true. At the end of the day, uh, Batman Superman Authority special is like a prelude to Superman leaving. Uh, as much as I don't want him to leave, the fact that we keep referring to Superman leaving makes me go, when are you going to friggin' leave? Well, that way he can return. Yeah, and then we can get that movie. DC loves returning. They do love the returns, don't they? They love people returning. Yeah, yeah. Gotta, you got you to gotta, you gotta make them go away. Yeah, you can't leave without return. You got you can't return without, without they, leaving. Yeah, they got to go. Exactly. Got to go. Yeah. Superman says, welcome back, Sal. Should we expect Reign of Sal's with four clones? I'd love to meet teenage leather jacket Sal. Uh, I did wear a leather jacket in my teenage years, and I did kind of look like Connor a little bit. Uh, I certainly did cut out a Superman logo uh, that was yellow and put it on the back of my leather jacket. So, you know, there's no photographic evidence of that, but I'll ha be happy to admit it now. Did you really? Yeah. Ron Caterisano, <laughs> I want a Maury episode with Martha and Thomas Wayne. I hear you, man, because that happens in a book that we'll talk about in a little while. Uh, Raj Patel, Human Target number one, was the best single issue of the week. Though Smallwood carried the book with his phenomenal art. As, also, as a Chloe Zhao fan, I knew I got 
I knew and got what I wanted from the Eternals. Well, I'm happy to hear that you were satisfied. So, did you read Human Target? I guess I did. did I you? did not because I didn't have it. No, um, that's <laughs> funny. I thought we had it in physical. I know I bought it. Well, I didn't see. Well, it could have been in that bag, but it wasn't on the top with all of my no, stuff when yeah. I took my stuff out. I took my things out. So I read the first three pages as a preview, and then that was it for me. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. That's okay. I bet I would have really enjoyed it. You would have loved it. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's here's the thing it doesn't have the same punch as Mr. Miracle. It's not the same kind of like holy a, shit moment. He's allowed to tell a different style of story. It's very, you know, it, it no, it's a very similar style of oh. story. It's just that, like, it's very it is very different it's a different kind of story i appreciate it if you don't know who the human target is human target's ability is basically that he he gets hired to change into whoever is being a target of assassination attempts or whatnot and he like dies for them uh and then you know he's like he's like the eraser um you know that Mar that, that arnold movie sure um it's tempest by the way somebody asked what if it's tempest or tempest it's tempest like time uh the human target written by greg smallwood or drawn by greg smallwood or by tom king uh it's great and it's really cool and it's set kind of during the justly international period mm -hmm. of the dc universe which is really fun um the idea here is that uh the human target takes a gig to protect lex luther during a uh function during a uh a big kind of like why would you do that kind of like jeff bezos-esque uh you know conference mm. and uh he's he the the assassination attempt is made um but uh and 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 of course the human target survives and uh, rescues lex luther or at the very least protects lex luther but then discovers that he was poisoned earlier that day with poison that was meant for lex luther and so he is it's too late he has like only a couple of days left to live and he his his case is to solve his own murder who wanted to kill lex luther but ended up killing him instead who done it? And there's a fun little surprise where, like, there's radiation on the poison that was meant for L Luther, and it came from a person who has gone to a special planet. And the only people who have gone to that planet were the Justice League. Oh, okay. So, what member of the Justice League is Tom King going to kill and/or assassinate? <laughs> Their credibility uh, today. Well, I guess we'll find out. We are going to find out. We have a list of suspects. It's everybody on Justice League International. Rocket Red, uh, Batman, um, Ice, Fire. I'm guessing it's going to be Ice. You think it's going to be Ice? Yes, because Tom has admitted that his uh, one of his one of his kids' favorite characters is Ice. So might as well take her down a peg or two. Right. Well, make her really important. Oh, okay. Guy Gardner's on that team. Martian Manhunter, of course. Blue Beetle and more. From what I saw of the art, I really liked it. This this is I like this kind of art quite a bit. It's Smallwood doing everything. Yep. So that's usually where you get some like really like spectacular images. Yep. Um, because they have control over every element of the art. Right. Um, yeah. No, Smallwood is yes. And when you say Smallwood's doing everything, you mean he's doing the art. He's, the... Doing, he's doing the pencils, the inks, and the colors. Like, yes. It's all him, like completely through. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, all right, yeah. They are in those first few pages. I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, I dig this. I like the color palette so far from what I saw. Yeah. No, it feels like a 60s Bond movie. Like it just it feels like. No, you know what it feels like? It reminds me of um, a movie starring uh, Ewan McGregor and Renee Zellweger called Down with Love, which was like an exaggerated version of a 60s kind of like rom-com type thing it's a gorgeous looking movie that probably hasn't aged well but i really loved it when it came out okay and, uh, but it like is this hyper realistic or a hyper stylized version of like 60s american cinema mm -hmm. that's a human tar target looks like okay so i would definitely check it out like someone said the assassin is Nort. yes nort is a member of the justice league at that time he's in the uh kevin mcguire kind of like recreation of the cover that everyone's thinking maybe about. it's him it's probably nort he's like He's you, like, screw why, Nord. Why would you think it was me? Because you're because you're stupid. That's why. Because I hate you, Nort. He's like, no, I'm actually a genius. Yeah, it's like the Jar Jar Binks is a dark. I was Lord just going to say that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. Exactly. Where Nord I'm is going to be the dark. That. Is going to be the Jar Jar Binks of the DC universe. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. It'll be fun. It'll be worth it. Yeah. Especially well, if it is Nort. I'm honestly looking forward to checking it out. Yeah, it's a fantastic <laughs> book. I, uh, I I love it. Oh my gosh. Okay. So yeah. yeah. What do you what else you got? 
Oh man, well I got like uh, a stack and a half. You do have a stack. You got like a stack and a half. Well, I hope you. Uh, I hope you read it because it's. Uh, you know, there's a lot. There's a lot to talk about. This came out and I read it. Silver coin number six. Number six. I read this. It's written by Joshua Winston with art by Mike Walsh. This is that series that Walsh put together where there's like a running thread of a coin, a cursed coin, and it. It, we're just getting little vignettes of what like this coin. So you give writers each a new writer um, an opportunity to tell whatever they want about this item. Yeah. And so it all fits together and can be read together. But, you know, really, the main thread is the coin. Right. Um, Josh Williamson does a nice job, wants to tell a story about an arcade. Presumably in the 80s yes. here. 90s ish i think it's like late 80s early 90s it's probably the 90s i think it's the 90s and here is why it's the 90s yes do you know why it's the 90s mm -mm. Oh, okay so here's why it's the 90s i believe um first of all it's about this young kid who plays this fighting game he doesn't have a whole lot of money obviously like he almost gets kicked out of the mall for not having money there's like this manager who works there as an older teenager who's like you know not like listen if you saw this kid you'd be like dude fix yourself up man. right <laughs> um but you know he's like he knows how to play this fighting game inside and out because he's there all the time he can play all like constantly and okay. so like you can only verse him basically no one else gets a chance to really play, to play. One -on -one. Yeah, i knew those kids um and so like you know he's like why do you ever bother why do you ever bother like you know fight me like i'm always gonna win and you always pick the crow reaper <laughs> who's like a specific character right and he's like you know he sucks I would just I I always just picked characters that I liked. Yeah, I well, he's like cool. he sucks. He's a loser, just like you. You'll never win with him. So he ends up like looking for a coin, finds it in like the fountain. It's the coin, and you'll see what happens. The silver I'm not, coin. I'm not going to tell you what happens, but the reason I'm going to tell you why I believe it's the '90s is, um, first of all, I, cleverly, um, Williamson hides like nail biter. <laughs> one of his books. It's a pinball, As a pinball machine. It's a pinball machine. Nice. The name of the game is Horror Fighter Two. Okay. Two times two whatever right mm -hmm. um one of the character options that you could pick is spawn <laughs> look at him look at spawn there yeah, look at spawn it's actual spawn it's just spawn yeah well it's an image book yeah so they can they could just use spawn they call him spawn cool yeah. so spawn shows up for like a hot second that's fun um that's why i'm like oh it must be must yeah it must absolutely. be 90s yeah yeah exactly um so yeah i mean if you like horror books at all um and there are certain writers you like this is a great opportunity for you to pick up certain like writers that you dig or maybe check out some other ones so yeah give, give it a shot looks good had a good time with it 10 out of 10 <laughs> would would play spawn again <laughs> oh sure well spawns a spawns a, a classic fighting game character you'll see well, in sure. some, no, absolutely. some favorite characters yes uh by the way if you like uh josh williamson's work yeah I, you know i'd recommend you check out uh the elseworlds exchange where uh josh williamson came on the show and chatted with us he did pimp out uh, silver coin as well but uh you should come by check it out it's a lot of fun uh, yeah, take thank you very much but yeah uh josh is always a great guest and he had a lot of fun things to say mm -hmm. and a lot of teases so you yeah, might want to yeah, check yeah. it out how many others do you have um not many actually so, so go there's, for it there's literally another one there that i really 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 wanted to read and i didn't have access to it you didn't have access to it no sal had two books this week that i wanted to read and i didn't get them they were in the they were no, in the bag. No, you got you got to put my stuff all together all I, right. just, I just grabbed my stuff and then when i started hitting last week's stuff mm -hmm. i stopped looking mm. yeah so, um, uh, I read Amazing Fantasy three and four because I had to catch up. That's, I hadn't read three. What? That's what I'm talking about. Oh, no, I was talking about Dark Knights of Steel. Oh, yeah. I didn't read that. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so I read these to catch up. So I got to tell you, this is written by Kari Andrews, drawn by Kari Andrews. The whole thing, this is all Kari Andrews. Yeah. Kari Kyle Andrews. Um, I really love how this book looks and I'm really looking forward to seeing where this is going. But I will tell you that these two last issues, like I feel like either the pacing in this is a little off or they, he really needed like another issue mm. of this because I believe it's only five issues. So this is the penultimate issue. Yeah. So we have one more left and I feel like he could have probably done six because there are some jumps in here and it's like, you kind of got to piece it together, but we are dealing with like a fairly high fantasy sci-fi kind of world so it is okay to make those jumps for sure but yeah most uh most series most mini series are not five they're six 
So he probably was supposed to get six. Yeah, probably. Um, I love this cover of yeah. Storm as like little child Storm as like the Death Dealer. <laughs> it's great. Again, listen, this is a very out of everything sort of book. Right. Characters are written completely out of character i see um in particular uncle ben yeah so if you really love uncle ben and don't want to ever see him doing something that you're like why would you do that this may not be the book for you mm. but just remember the fact that we're in a crazy messed up death land <laughs> i guess um but again really still enjoying the series can't get enough of the way the book looks love this art yeah and we've got one more issue so i'm super interested to see how this is going to wrap up in one issue sure i probably easily could i don't know we'll <laughs> see it's just the, there was just a couple of things i was like oh maybe maybe we didn't need so much time at the beginning like the first two issues maybe could have been spread out a little differently yeah so i am t looking forward to um grabbing or seeing this like as a whole and seeing if that makes a difference in, in the way it's read but for some reason these two issues just felt a little off mm. i don't know what it was okay well i can't imagine it's selling well but i hope it is <laughs> I, I doubt it because i don't know yeah i doubt right like because every it's time a, we talk about amazing fantasy mini... no one's like my favorite book i'm glad yeah, we're talking no, about it's it. a mini series so they're probably more likely to let it just go and like dwindle and like help maybe get a second life as um a as trade, a trade. Yeah. but i i get it folks they're not cheap they're five each so i completely understand it um right trade probably a little more economical yeah i but, would say so uh you know if you were holding off on it just because of the the sticker price of this um i'd say pick it up when it comes out in trade because it's going to come out in trade yeah and um let's see how this, uh, this whole thing turns out exactly <laughs> uh lf uh, says hey guys super bummed hellions is ending next month but looking mm -hmm. forward to the next issue keep up the great work you two thank you very much i'm right there with you really have enjoyed um the hellions like ride yeah um but listen you know we've been seeing a lot of change-ups in x-men and mutants just in general so i mean they had a good run right they had a solid run and um you they, know, they had a not... longer run than fallen angels right well and it's not like you know that the the team is not going to be doing anything right it's not like <laughs> no one liked hellions and so we're gonna make that disappear yeah but yeah, but I'm sure it wasn't selling quite as well. I'm sure. Still liked it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else do you want to talk about? I know that you have a couple of books that you've done. Um, let's talk about the Me You Love in the Dark. We should, because this book, as I understand it, is excellent. It is spectacular. Uh, I'm waiting for you to finish it before I even start reading it. Okay, cool. Because uh, I read the first issue, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, issue four of the Me You Love in the Dark, we're going to see a dark turn. And what this very much is like talking about it shows it's just putting on display an abusive relationship and it's handled really really well okay and like really expertly um it's not something that like necessarily like i wasn't like oh i feel uncomfortable or whatever but i was just like wow this is a really interesting way to do this because you're dealing with a paranormal entity mm -hmm. or supernatural entity so i don't know it, it continues to be one of my favorites and like this for some reason even though it's a totally normal length issue were super fast and i was like i'm done and it's 32 oh, pages that's actually longer like, than your standard comic book yeah but it may be sad that it was done um yeah but i mean like you just get such spectacular art i mean like i literally i'm not giving away anything by showing the last page of this book yeah it, but it is just beautiful uh jorge corona just knocking it out of the park now he's doing um, everything too right no scott young's the writer i know no i mean like jorge corona's doing the art I... the letter or the the no, no, he's just doing the art. Oh. Sean Francis Beaulieu is doing the colors. Doing the colors. Well, they're because they're, they're great. Yeah, the art team on this is spectacular. I, I mean, this this book is just such a treat. I love every month when it comes out. Yeah, like, that week is a is a great week for me. Um, yeah. don't forget though, it is a mature book, so. That, that might be an incentive. Hey, it might be an book incentive for written sure. Written by Scotty Young. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm honestly really looking forward to this. I know this is a digital book, but I can't wait to, to pick this up. Oh, There's wow. an ad here. Occasionally an ad in a comic will actually make me excited to pick up something that like oh, I collected for the first time in print yes so there's a, a digital comic out there by ed brubaker called friday uh it's gonna be coming out finally in november and i'm just like really looking forward to it yeah that's very much up your alley there's yeah. snow there's blood 
Yeah. It's an independent Christo, comic book. There's blood. They mentioned Christmas. Um, that sounds about right. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Andre F. Missed the chance to say it last week. Wanda Tiffany was awesome. <laughs> Too bad no more episode was so powerful that from back issue set was 90% disappeared from the off the rack. But it was just that. Like, you know. Yeah. We're back on back issue. That said, welcome back. Thank you very much. Yeah. If you're not familiar, you don't know what Andre's talking about. You should check out the Halloween episode of back issues that we made where we all got to put on fun costumes and do our thing. Like to see Tiffany uh, in a full in her full glory, not just sitting down. You can go to Instagram.com slash comic pop official and check out the old pictures. We posted a a, a triage. Uh, Me, Ben and uh, Tiffany in our costumes. Ben was old man Logan from the comics uh, with his Hulk baby. Mm -hmm. Uh, Myself as Alan Moore and Tiffany as uh, as Scarlet Witch. Thank you. Of course. It was great. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. Uh, What else you got? Oh, boy. It's back, folks. It's back. I never thought. I did not think it would be back. And honestly, I haven't read this since it probably finished up. No. Um, but I was pretty. It was pretty easy. I was like, "What? What happens if I just read this?" And it really did start coming back to me. Yeah, you were like, "Oh, I was like, oh right, oh right, oh right, okay, yeah, 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 yeah." yeah. I didn't even know that they were gonna do more. I didn't. I thought I read that somewhere, but you know how you like hear something like, "Yeah, we're gonna do more." Well, you know they all and then want they to. never do more. Right? Every, every every creator wants to do a sequel or more of their original work. They just like right? either can't or don't. I do think it's hilarious that it's just called the Magic Order Two. Yeah, it's the Magic Order Two issue one. Yep, it's uh, this just is written two. by Mark Miller with art by Stuart Eminen, who had retired from comics, but here he is. It's fantastic looking. Of course, it is such a great looking book. Ugh. Stuart Eminem, man. So good. This cover does not do it justice. Everything yeah. that's supposed to be pretty is pretty. If it's supposed to be gory and graphic, it is. If it's supposed to be horrifying, it is. It's just, this is a great team for me. Um, I really wasn't sure if I wanted more Magic Order. I was very satisfied with where the book ended. You were. And honestly, I love this. Yeah. Uh, Eminem did not do Magic Order 1. No. I thought that was... Uh... <sighs> He's worked with Rom V. I'm trying to remember his name. Ah. Anyway. Anyway. Well, you've got the internet. Magic Order 2. You've got the whole internet. I'll, pu- I'll, I'll pull it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, Magic Order uh, 2 has a very similar feel to the first book in terms of it yeah, being. Quipel. Quipel. That's it. That's it. That is it. Um, Thanks, gang. Sorry. Now my, my sentence is gone. Okay. So this book has a very similar um, feel to the first series in that we're dealing with magic, but like it's set in a modern setting and it's not like a Harry Potter thing where it's like technically there is a secret order and stuff like that, but they're not all like ridiculous and over the top. Right. Like they like live in regular neighborhoods sometimes. Some of them do and some of them don't. They lead rough lives. They curse and whatever you know what i mean like it's got more of a a grizzly your grizzled like constantine feel than it does like a dr strange feel yeah right it leans more to that scope of magic than the other way but not doesn't go quite as deep into like religious um iconography than like than constantine does um right just this was good this is really good i had a great time with it i loved the look of it and um i loved coming back to these characters and the fact that i was able to remember so quickly what happened in the first series because it's been a while it's, it's been, been a it's long been time a yeah it's been a minute and they have this great like miller like netflix thing on the back and all i could think of was like listen i'm glad you took a shot there with um Jupiter's legacy. Jupiter's legacy, but I feel like you may not want to remind this everybody. Might have been a oh. e- an easier entry for no reason. Well, because the like, reason being that Jupiter's legacy was a failure. Well, and... I was I'm just thinking like it's so funny to say that because like right now like it's very easy for people to pick up something that has something to do with superheroes in terms of like TV or certainly or Netflix thought so. Um, but these people are like they wear normal clothes. And like, and like, you can do like the like, there's like sex and this and blood and whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's what people are looking for at times. Yeah. So, oh sure, yeah. But that that graphic on the back, I was like, yeah, no, he's right there. Yeah. I also noticed Reborn wasn't on here. Oh. Well, so. I know. Uh, I think every every time anybody talks about Reborn, they're like, Sandra Bullock's working on that movie, and I'm like, no, no, we'll see about That's that. Not. 
No. And it's not because we know anything. It's just because, like, there's no way. <laughs> How's Batman Reptilian doing? Did you read that? Yeah. Are you going to talk about that? Yeah. Didn't Did we talk about it last week? I don't remember. I thought you were going to talk about your thing first. No. Oh, all right. Fine. No. Well, <laughs> but I maybe I want. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Batman Reptilian is continues to be the uh weirdest book i'm reading (laughs) and i'm reading a lot of weird stuff honestly um i this there's one more issue i think yes yes it's not over yet there's one more issue of this book and i can't wait I don't even know. I mean, literally, you pick up this book, and it's it's an homage cover to Saturn devouring his son, which for me is one of the creepiest paintings that exists. Like, I don't like that painting, but I love that painting. <laughs> I love how much I don't like that painting. And trust me, y'all have seen it. You, you've all seen this painting before. It's horrifying. I have never seen that painting. You've before never in my life. seen Saturn devouring his son. No, it is a horror show, and like that's exactly what this makes me think of. That's cool, and it's, you know Liam Sharp meant to do it's that. It's the gnarled because... hands. It's the like partial torso yeah. going on there, mm-hmm. um, all the way down to the creepy Batman quote. Um, <laughs> Batman. Um, I. I don't know what's happening in this book. Do you know? I mean, but you know what's going on. Like, you you know what the story is. I have read all of the words in these books. And I can't tell you what any of them and mean. I, and I, I am simultaneously, like... Are you like, disgusted and revolted and you can't look away? N- no, I am, I am fascinated as to how this is going to wrap up and be a full story. Yeah. And be a, a product because, like, yeah, <laughs> I think I just need to reread this. Okay, I think I need to reread this with all of like having all of it in front of me because I don't know. I yeah. don't know. Ennis, I'm really glad I didn't ask him about this at all. Glad <laughs> I just had a meaningful conversation with him as opposed to being like, "Can you explain yourself?" To hell, man. Yeah. Well, in two weeks you'll find out because the end of Reptilian is coming on the twenty third. It, it is, and I am like, I'm here for it because. I don't know how I got on this train, but you got off. Uh, oh, yeah. I you read the first issue. The I'm like, no, that's enough. You were like, no, nah, I'm out. And I was like, oh, I figure we're still reading this. So I read the next one. And then I was like, well, I guess I'm. I just I'm... loved how much how much fun you were having with this book. And I was like, I'm just going to let you read the rest there's of it. Just, there's just things. There's just things that's happening. Because we can do it on back issues. Then. And like Batman is like simultaneously trying to be like Batman, but also the way that you think that Garth Ennis wants to write for Batman sometimes. Uh-huh. So it's a little bit of both, but it's not so. But like, there's... Yeah. If you're reading this, you know what I'm talking about. I'm sure. You know what I'm talking about, because this... It's a little bonkers, you yes. know? I've, I've... I've read Preacher. Yeah. I've read um, a, a, a large chunk of Ennis's constantine yeah this is the book that i'm like i don't get it right what where did this come from right that's really like i think my question is well i think it came from the past i think it's like it's an old book no i i know but like and i'm not saying that like everything that ennis is like touches has to have like some deep spiritual meaning or like some other deeper meaning it really doesn't but like it has to have come from someplace like some what was the idea behind of like creativity where We'll have to ask. Right? We'll have to get him back on the show and be like, explain this. <laughs> so, just... I'm looking forward to seeing more. <sighs> yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I won't even tell you what happens in that No, book, don't. Don't do it until we do it on the couch. I can't... I I cannot wait to see everyone's reactions yeah. to this book. Dante Cook says, holy crap, I almost missed the live show. You guys are awesome. An epic show yet again. Magic Order 2 is so good, and I can't wait for the trade paperback. Nice. Yeah, I feel yeah. You know, what? I, by the way, I should point this out. This is just a thing where it's like I've talked about pre-orders and how like if you pre-order your comics, you're you're helping them more than just by buying them off the shelf. Um, I should mention that. Let's say you're a trade waiting because you want to save some money. Um, I think that that's fine. And like as long you know, comic books are comic books. But if you pre-order the trade, that also helps. So if you definitely know you're going to pre-order the, if you know you're going to wait for the trade. Mm-hmm. Pre-order the trade because that also helps. 
because it sends a message to the publisher that says like, oh, well, if you're still interested in the book, mm-hmm. you will still make them. Um, but so that's a, just a little little behind the scenes. That's, that's a notice. good. It's a good PSA. Yeah. Uh, Z Swimmer says, "Hey, I'm loving Reptilian. It completely owns its wackiness <laughs> and doesn't apologize for it. It's just fun as hell. Wish it was oversized. I listen. I it's, agree it's, with it's you. It's a black label book. It should be. It's Batman's black label should be huge. I a hundred percent agree with you that like it does own it. Like this book isn't apologizing for anything and i really do appreciate it. i think that's what i'm so fascinated by yeah is that it's just here it is deal with it <laughs> and again since it's black label first of all the book you're buying oh it can be whatever it wants it can be right whatever it wants, it, but uh, it, within reason of course because we know black label does not mean that it's unrated it means that it no. is subject to all the same editorial whims as anything else exactly. well this is 17 plus um but it what i was gonna say was right, that but you still it, can't have his dick in there no no we'll talk about that um <laughs> No, but it does. Um, it, there's no ads in this. Mm. At, the, at the back, there's just the cover gallery. That's and nice. I got to tell you, this oh. Frank Avia like, cover is, I would own this. Yeah. I would own this cover, this art right here. I, It's beautiful. Nice. Utterly beautiful. Um, it's cool. But yeah, I agree. Oversized. I mean, do I want to see the Liam Sharp art bigger? I don't know. Because sometimes <laughs> it's like, there's some stunning images in there that I'm like, wow. And there's some stuff where I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's Liam Sharp all over, man. Cause like, I really liked his work. Um, I've, I've enjoyed his work before. I'm not the world's biggest Liam Sharp fan, but I've enjoyed his mm-hmm. work before. And I can say that like, I was not terribly disappointed to find that he was doing, uh, basically fill in for bat cat for mm-hmm. tom king and uh his first entry into it i was like oh cool like it's actually pretty cool like i'm i'm not i'm not i'm not upset about it but then the next issue i was less excited about it and then the, and so at this point i'm kind of like you know he's an acquired taste and i appreciate most of his work mm-hmm. but i i don't know like sometimes he just you know he's versatile and he can do it. He can adapt styles and he can do his different things with his style and mix it up. But sometimes it, it, it mixes in the wrong direction for mm. me. That's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So anyway, uh, there's more to talk about. I, I didn't get a chance to get into a lot of other books I wanted to do. Like I wanted to do uh justice league, uh, infinite, Infinity, I should say, by D. Mateus, and I didn't get a chance to do that one. So I guess we could talk about the big one, right? Dark Knight of Steel. Dark Knights one. of Steel. Yeah. I know you didn't read it. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Well, uh, Dark is Knights of Steel. Is it great? Uh, is it great? That's a great question. Um, is it great? Right? Um, I should say that uh, it is written by Tom Taylor with art by Yasmin Putri. Uh, and, of course, everyone's excited because it's a Le- it, it's a Tom taylor yeah original universe dc comics he can do whatever he wants continuity wise thing uh when i remember i remember seeing the uh the promos for this and him talking about it and it's like yeah like yeah everyone's gonna love this because a 12 issue limited series yeah of an alternate reality dc universe written by tom taylor how could it go wrong well i'm here to tell you it didn't go wrong it's great but I know I took you on a roller coaster, but I did that on purpose because when I first heard about, like, I didn't get a chance to read it right away. And uh, like days before it was released, I already heard people complaining about this book and people just, just losing their minds. Like I heard death threats were lobbed at uh, Taylor over it, which means by the way, that the memories of the comic book readers is very short. People are like, Oh, I love your DCs. What'd you do with dark Knights of steel? I'm going to kill you. That's insane to me. It just makes me sick. People are just it's like... It's an out, no, uh, out of continuity book. It's an out of continuity book! Like, if you are outraged by what happens in Dark Knights of Steel, my recommendation to you is to go back and read any Elseworlds book that came out in the 90s and tell me if it's more or less outrageous. Because I promise you it is more outrageous. Batman being being abducted and tortured by aliens is more outrageous than what happens in Dark Knights of Steel. Superman surviving the nuclear holocaust and then becoming a gun-toting Santa-bearded man <laughs> that burns himself alive at the end of his own story is more outrageous than Dark Knights of Steel. Okay? Superman or Green Lantern being an Arabian Knight is more outrageous than Dark Knights of Steel. Like, there is enough Elseworld stories. And this is 
tried and true. This is an Elseworlds book. Now, I should say, uh, we already have this. I believe it's called Cal. Remember that that book that's set in medieval times? Yes. And Superman's a knight? Yes. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? This is very different. It, it, it's very much uh, a deceased adaptation of, of an Elseworlds book. I wish Elseworlds existed. Because it'd be great to see the Elseworlds logo in the top left-hand corner of this very well-executed graphic uh, that, they, that they've made here. Maybe with the marketing ex- told them that people were less likely to buy it if they saw the world Elseworlds. I bet you money that they didn't. Because DC marketing does no shit. So anyway, uh, Dark Knights of Steel is just... Okay, so they show they open the book. It's a classic thing. Hey... Uh, doomed planet Krypton, son of Rao is destroying Krypton. We only had this last hope. They shoot off the rocket. It lands in a grassy field that looks a lot like Kansas. Uh, it opens up and Lara, Lana? I think it's Lara. Uh, Jor-El and Lara. Yeah. Lara's giving birth and Jor-El is delivering Cal. In the rocket? In the rocket. Oh. And they oh. and then they are uh, they are come upon by uh, knights on horseback who start firing arrows at them. And Jor-El is like, please stop. And his laser vision just melts everyone in the vicinity. And he's like, oh, well, I think we're going to be OK. And he sets his sight on the castle from which they came. And it must have been the Wayne Castle because that's the implication, is it? And then and then we jump ahead to when like Bruce and cal clark are i don't know young adults Mm -hmm. let's say they're in their 20s maybe teens late teens because it's like you know medieval times but uh (laughs) medieval times (laughs) nice here comes the falcon oh great (laughs) bring back the wizard yeah uh but yeah so um the idea is it's just here's here's this here's this story Mm -hmm. what if the dc universe took place in in medieval times and uh you know so the idea is that like jor-el and lara are king and queen of the country mm. and uh bruce their like adopted bastard son uh of the former king and queen martha and thomas um is their kind of like grim executor who goes out and collects uh magical based people who are the only thing that can hurt the Kryptonians. Okay. Uh, there's a young boy in a, vi- in a nearby village who is plagued with visions and prophecies, which they write down this John Constantine. Uh, and just stop telling me about it. I'm so <laughs> mad that I didn't get to read this. I tweeted about it. You did. I tweeted about it and you read it. I know. Bah! Well, that's great. Uh, anyway, there's a big, there's a big, there's a big reveal at the end, which is like it's twelve issues, and this is the big reveal at the end of the first issue, but uh, it doesn't matter. I don't want to ruin it. I'll, I'll just say that like, it's, it, it's, it's standard operating procedure for an Elseworlds book. Okay, but it also has like the epic scope of a twelve issue miniseries that can. I promise you, if deceased didn't exist, this would have been four or six. They're like, there's no way. Because if anybody who still works at DC that remembers anything from 10 years ago, they would have been like, there's no way that we can support 12 issues. There's no way that we can do this. Would have, This Elseworlds book would have been a double-sized prestige issue. It would have been 44 pages or 62 pages. Like it would not have been 12 friggin' issues of 32 pages apiece. That being said, it's worth it. Because it's Tom Taylor. He's in another universe. He gets to do whatever he wants for the most part. I'm sure they have an editor. And I'm sure that editor mm. did not let Taylor do whatever he wanted but I'm just saying like it's fun and it's cool and the art's fantastic Putri does a really lovely job across the board um you see your old familiar characters uh in very similar familiar ways to what you're used to okay. but in a very different environment it's very very evocative of 1602 but without the kind of like real universe twist okay you know it's like yes. they left it alone yes which I kind of appreciate. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I really appreciate it because I like the uniqueness of 1602 being like, and then there's this. Yeah. Like I, I that's that's what makes 1602 that much more mm-hmm. rich and delicious. But uh, Dark Knight's a seal. It's good. 
it, it's it's great in fact and uh you know it, it, is it is it everything i've been waiting for no it's it's an elseworlds book i don't like read elseworlds books to be the replacement for the thing that i'm craving in comic books mm-hmm. i like elseworlds books because they are distractions they are derivations of the norm they are escapism from escapism you know you're reading comics to escape from real from real life but comics are art so hopefully they're reflective of real life and they teach you something or help you realize something about yourself this is even more escapism from that because right. it's like superman and batman being knights with swords and uh you know it, it, but it's and you can tell by the way immediately there's a green arrow moment and green arrow is super important also dinah lance is in it and she's super important and okay. of course they are because like you know tom taylor yeah uh they're also a bunch of robins and uh one of them isn't in it and i'm like what he left one out like duke and jason and, and dick is it Tim? yeah suspicious i think it i think it's because he has plans for tim but uh, we'll see. Anyway, perhaps he's like a green knight. No, oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, like Gawain, or like a like a Lancelot. I think I, I would consider Tim Drake to be more of a uh, Percival. But uh, anyway, Dark Knights of Steel. I highly recommend it. Great stuff. Great art. Um, you know, read it. But honestly, just the end of the the big surprise or whatever. It's not. You could see it coming from a mile away. There's nothing mm-hmm. about it that's like what? Okay. What? What? This is outrageous. Nothing outrageous about it. Okay. It's like people are just professionally outraged at this point. They're like, oh, I'm getting paid to be outraged. Oh. Some people do. Well, they certainly do. There's a subset of our own, uh, you know, we got peers who are like that. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Dante Cook, thanks for the PSA. I want to, a way to support my favorite comics, but as a trade paperback only reader, it hurts to know that my trade paperback waiting doesn't give me doesn't say give me more it's true like it doesn't you know but they make money off of that so yeah like i think that's the way to go and i've heard that from like inner comic book like creators who yeah. said that uh brady white uh to me it feels it felt like the ending could be a story for a couple issues i am going to continue reading the book yeah uh, honestly you could do this in four you could do this in six you could do this in one you, you, like you could have cut a lot out of this to just give you like, no, but that's the thing about the old else worlds. That's like why else old else worlds is like, disappoint is ultimately disappointing mm-hmm. is because like they never got the t- the chance to explore their idea. They just did the premise and then threw it out there and it's gone. Some of them are longer. They are a little longer. Some of them are longer. Right. Right. Not, not but many. not, not many of them. Not many. Yeah. Uh, Critic clips says, Sal, did you get to read Batman the imposter? No, but I did buy it. It's in it's in the pile. Uh, I bought it in physical, like I like an idiot. I get I'm less likely to read it if it's in physical now, Uh, which is is insane, by the way, because apparently digital comic book sales are terrible. I like digital because it saves me space. It saves space. That's really and I can do it anywhere. Yeah, and you can do it anywhere. And I can read it anywhere. Exactly, for sure. (laughs) But physicals up, which is nice. Uh, Will I am golden? Dark Knights of Steel confirmed that Bruce has a has has a bad luck with parents. Yes, he does. Um, yes, he does. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we got to jump into the Eternals now. Okay. So before we do that, let's recommend some comic books. Let's, let's talk about what's coming that. out this week. We think you should buy. Uh, there's a bunch of books that are coming out this week, but it's I don't think it's as heavy as this week. It this week was heavy. Last the last. The, one, the show we did before was like really heavy. For yes, me. I was it like, was. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, Zeb Wells and Patrick Gleason bring you Amazing Spider Man number 78. I'm reading this. Morbius is in it. Lol. <coughs> Friggin' bless you. Friggin' Morbius, man. Oh, Kelly Thompson's also on this. So I don't know why they put Zeb Wells. Whatever. It sucks. Because um, <laughs> well, this is that thing where it's like everybody's writing it, right? Exactly. They're, it's a committee. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Beyond Spider Man. It's fine uh robin and batman number one. First time i'm seeing that sounds like fun jeff lemire dustin nguyen yeah it's going to be gorgeous three issue mini oh that's not a commitment i'm down yeah uh justice league last ride number seven was supposed to be six now it's seven that's the chip zadarsky way you want extra books hire chip zadarsky he'll add another book he'll add another issue he did it retroactively with friggin on with the uh, spider-man life story he did it with spider shadow and he's doing it with, with last ride um <laughs> 
Last Ride is fine. It's a fine story. I like the last issue. It was fun. I look forward to uh, covering it on back issues. I'm going to hopefully jump into it as soon as I can because I just want to talk about this book. Not because I like love it or anything, but because it's like, hey, look, it's a beginning, middle, and end story with the Justice League that could have easily been in continuity unless this last issue is friggin' bananas, which it could be. Anyway. I, I don't know. I, I really haven't been on that at all. Uh, we recommended that you guys check out Comicsology Limited because it was Scott Tober last month, and Scott had a whole bunch of books that were coming out. Well, if you were reading them and you were looking forward to seeing these digital exclusive books, which will be available in print after the fact, about a year from now, I think, mm. uh, you can check out. We have Demons Number Two with from from Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. You want to see these two drawn demons and people with crazy like knife arms and stuff. <laughs> They give the finger read. We have demons number two. Okay. Uh, also venom. Number one is being relaunched with Al Ewing with art by Rom V. No, it's right. It's written by both of them. I think. Oh yeah. You're right. With uh, Brian Hitch doing art. Oh. Yeah. It's Ewing and, and V. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, I like those two on art. Uh, I'm not like sold on, on writing uh, on writing. Yeah. I'm not sold on Dylan being venom, but like whatever. I saw that like he's got the venom suit and then Brock has a different, look yes i was like oh well because he's the king in black yeah i might have kept him with the venom suit and then yeah given dylan the news oh you mean like how donny cates like teased that he was going to get his own symbiote the whole freaking book yeah 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 anyway, that, anyway. That, that's just that's just you that's know. you know whatever that's not anything that's, that's fine cares. that's fine scalper number 25 is coming out yeah i like i like this book i know you do this magic arthur's in it i can't believe it's the last of 25 issues <laughs> right yeah. yay the one no one thought would make it no um, yeah. i don't know if it's that one no so that's coming out uh it's written by teeny howard with art by marcus toe uh hellions number 17 zeb wells steven segovia let's get some <laughs> uh strange academy number 13 continues to be like a it's like a i'm telling you this is the book that everyone's like Did you have, hey 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 have you heard yeah yeah i remember you were like i'm gonna read this i guess we'll see what happens and then everyone was like oh yeah have you heard about the strange academy i'm like oh no tell me more yeah um, no but seriously uh however you find it just find it it's a fun book written by scotty young totally different tone yeah totally different tone than um the me you love in the dark yes um art by humberto ramos yes just very much sets the tone right just a nice fun little thing uh wonder woman 781 is coming out yep I'm just throwing it on there just because, you know, I, I gave a shot to the last one. Maybe I'll check this out as well. When you like Clunan and Conrad, like they do a good job with Vita Ayala. And... So I think she's doing the backup. Yes. Um. Yes, I do. It's just I didn't like where the adventure was going. Now she's back. And the way they're teasing this is that she's in a world now that doesn't need her. Think about all the Wonder characters that are out there. Right. We don't really need Wonder Woman right now. No, we got plenty of Wonder Woman to, to choose so from. So what is she going to do? Yeah. So I'm like, all right, what is she going to do? Right, we'll she's going to leave again? No, no, we'll, we'll see. We'll see, Diana, we'll see. Yeah. And then just to kind of transition us into our next topic, I want to give a shout out to Eternals number seven. Eternals is back. It's Kieran Gillen. It's Asad Ribic. We're back. Oh, up. Shit. It's the next arc. Um, we did that interlude with a couple of like the random Eternal one-offs and we're back. Yeah, that's awesome that Gillen and Ribic are back. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. How, what's the over-under on when this book's going to get delayed? Issue nine. No, <laughs> just gonna totally come out because we're gonna put positive vibes into the universe to make it so. Well, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so for your sake. I hope so. Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm excited. Yeah, uh, Rusky nine one one zero. I read Gillen's run to prep for the movie. Lacking, uh, looking back, it was a mistake because now I can't like Druig even when they changed him for the movie. That is. Listen, that's like Drew's character, but I, I I can appreciate it because were we to see him again, and you're going to question his, you know what I mean? Or you won't see it coming. Right. Lewis Cox, uh, does Dark Knights of Steel have something to do with Batman and Superman? Uh, yes. Yes, it does. Uh, they're both in it. Uh, Cosmic Reader, the Celestial stuck on Earth. The end reminds me of Jason Aaron's run with the Avengers using a Celestial as their new base. Honestly, it'd be funny if that for the case for the MCU. For, uh, for Eternals. Yeah, of course. Probably for Guardians, because I'm playing that Guardians game. <laughs> no, I know, it's great. They're talking about all that stuff. So we'll talk about Eternals in just a second. I want I, I just want to give like fair spoiler warning for everybody. Yeah. I don't want to spoil the movie for you right away. Yes. If you haven't had a chance to see it, I'm sure it'll be on Disney Plus in the next week or two. Uh, because, you know... 
That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're hoping you'll be more excited about that. I think it's at the end of the week. Oh, really? And you get like $6 off. Oh. If you're a new customer or if you're a current one, apparently. Oh, There's wow. Like certain people I'd like six bucks off. Six dollars. Well, for like a one month. Mm. So like you can get six dollars off for like fine December. I think I pay the year. So we, by the way, we're not sponsored by that. I just heard that today. Oh, OK. I, I didn't <laughs> hear that at all. Not the city HQ. Thanks for thanks, you guys, for helping me always stay in a creative mindset. Much love from Texas. Hoping for that Young Avengers Volume 1 back issues one day. Yeah, maybe. I mean, stranger things have happened. But no, uh, Young Avengers are inevitable in the movies, and that'll help out a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, so hopefully that'll work out.